Hello and welcome to How Not to Die. This week's episode on killer cults contains extreme graphic details of torture and abuse. Listener discretion is highly advised. Should you make it to the end of today's episode, please take a few minutes to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for supporting How Not to Die. We're back for 2019. We are. Yay. First time. It's been a slow, <laughs> slow start to the year. It's all right. We've we all been need, very busy. We all need holidaying. our breaks. We have. You're not here in January yep. at all. I go overseas. You've been overseas. Yep. We've all been overseas. I know everybody thought that we had given up, but surprise, surprise. <laughs> We're sucked back. in. We're back. We're still here. <laughs> uh-huh. Even though you don't want it. Too Every bad. three months, come back to <laughs> <laughs> Makes him want more. Like I get so, but I get pissed off when one's not when it's weekly. Like I'm like, motherfucker, it's Wednesday. Where's my episode? Sad. I don't. I don't think we'd be able to commit to a weekly. No way, man. We're hard. It's hard to commit to monthly (laughs) this time. I thought I'd be less busy after I finished school. Yeah, but you have kids, and they've always got stuff. And because you didn't do the kids' stuff when you were studying, remember? That's right. Yeah, I have to do parties and. Uh Sporting events. Mm-hmm. You have to make up for all those years that you neglected your children. They're okay now. They are okay now. I did see They're that alive still. parents apparently suffer um, sleep deprivation for the first six years that their child's born. That is true. And you also know that you don't get that sleep deprivation. Like it does those hours that you don't sleep. It doesn't go in a bank somewhere and you no, like deposit. Can't get it back. Can't get it back. You it's can't gone. get it back. But like, no. Okay, when people say that, what does that mean? You're not going to die. Like, yeah, no, you're not going to die. But it's not like if you go, oh, okay, well, I'll only sleep six hours tonight and I'll sleep like nine hours. Yeah, the no, next two nights that's it. It's and gone. I'm sorted. And you wear it's it on your face off. and under your eyes. Are you trying to tell me something? No, you're okay. <laughs> Troy, however, <laughs> Troy's looking youthful. He's Poor Troy's getting a bashing today. today. He's hating life, but that's okay. I'm loving life. Poor kid. So we balance out. Um, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You're the yin to his yin. That's yeah, right. So there you go. Nothing we have to tell anybody anything? I do have some shout-outs, but Ooh. I can leave them to the end. Um, no, you can do them now. Yeah. I mean, if I was a listener, I'd want to hear them now. Okay. Because then that gives them a chance to turn off. 100%. I'll make them wait. Okay. Well, guys, we have made it officially. Well, to where? Just we've made it. Oh, I thought we already made it. Well, we're double made it now. We have had our first hate mail. <gasps> Is it towards me? Is it towards me and Higgins? Well, hey, <laughs> we could have waited, and after this podcast, because I was actually going to do Scientology, that would have packed in lots of hate mail. Anyway, go. Let's go. I think you've hated on Scientologists before. Probably. Yeah. But Probably I will not, talk about you it. You haven't dedicated the whole episode to it, oh, but I'm pretty dangerous. sure we've hated on them too. Yeah. Okay. Okay, what is this vegan? Oh, is it hard? Is it tough? There might be a few beeps. Well, I'll add in the beeps. Oh, okay. God, they're aggressive. No, add in the beep. No, don't add in the beeps. So it, it was a Facebook message okay. from Ooh, Dana. Okay. Dana. 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 I hate your name already. Dana, Dana. Dana. Dumbo. Okay, you ready for this? Hey, take everything on board. Hey, I'm I'm fine because you know what? If someone has taken the time to do this, they love us really. Yeah. Okay. It's right. like those people that are, that ring us to complain about stuff. Yeah. They've taken the time. Good on we, you. Thank you, you, Dana. I appreciate yeah. it. You gave us a little bit of your time and I didn't message we back. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Too bad. Okay, so she says, you should shut your pathetic podcast down. Oh, well, it's yes. close. This has been three months, so she's yes. almost got it. We she wish. probably thought we did. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. How dare you say veganism is bad? It oh. is. You advocate for the murder of animals while yeah, I talking do. about murder of people. Yep, you I sick do. fucks. Oh. Yep, I'm going to report you for copyright for Dr. Michael Greger. Greger, oh. who did that one for the How to Die book? Oh my god! So, can't because it's not a business. It's a book and it's different. So, so she's going to report us for copyright okay. on his behalf. So no one has to listen to your spewing lies. Ooh. Being vegan is a valid choice and one that is better for our planet. Unlike you, no, trash. It's not, but okay. It's not <sighs> Whatever. Um, I can go down the biblical route. Should we do a Bible study now? You know what's also a valid choice? Not listening to us. That's right. (laughs) But, Dana, we really appreciate you listening to us and finding out. I do. I'm actually quite quite teary. I'm actually quite teary because this means that she's not only listened to one, she's listened to quite a few to say (laughs) that this is a consistent theme that we have. Dana, number one fan. Dana. Kay, can we put on our socials what we think Dana looks like? And go, number one fan. Well, when she messaged us, her thing was private, so I couldn't mm, even go in geez. and be like, hmm. So she's one of those keyboard warriors, is she? Man, I, I love so. animals more than anything. Natalia likes animals too, and Amanda's obsessed as well. I like him, but, like, but it's biblical. We've gotten dominion over all the animals of the earth. So, But also, <laughs> from a non-biblical point of view, I've always Which thought- you will bring. Like, if we're not – say we do go vegan, okay, that's – and I know not every animal has a good life. That's true. Like, some of them – Your I dogs surely do, they leaving surely the air conditioner on when you're I'm talking about, like, cattle and chickens and whatever. Like, I'm an advocate for, like, you know – The safe farming. slaughter. Yes, and probably us not consuming the amounts that we are consuming. But if we were completely vegan, then a whole lot of animals would never, ever just be alive. Is Dana American? I don't know. Uh, I can oh, see. that's right. She's private. Yeah. Well, I'm I think she proud. is. I think yeah, she I'm is. Proud. Of us. proud. Good on you. Well done, girl. Yay. I, I think she is American because she called us trash. Yeah, that's so, a very American thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was good. I'm really happy. Yeah, I was all right. I mean, I love those more than like the good ones, but I still like the good ones. Yeah. We, well, we did get some good ones with the ones that I did show you. And when did she post this, by the way? Um, It was the 3rd of February. Oh, so she didn't know that we'd closed down. So we could have actually <laughs> – she could have actually did it in December and went, yes, I've won. <laughs> could have. Yeah, she would have thought we'd cried and didn't. No way. Like, well, we, I we, did cry, but they're tears of happiness. Yeah. She probably thought success, my Man, words. You know what? <laughs> if she writes again, she that means she's listened to us. Again, yeah. well, you but, okay? Let me just say, I would. If I hate mail yeah, someone, I would, I would so yeah, listen I to would. be like, did they mention me? A hundred percent. We, I reckon, we should name Dana our number one fan. Thank Sorry, you. Joseph, but you've been replaced. <laughs> right. Well, she does have strong feelings, so I love someone that's got conviction. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Dana. Uh, Up next, the other shout out. So we have uh, Shailene. Oh, and she said, "Hello, how not to die team." Thank you so much for your hilarious podcast. See? You're welcome. Uh, How about you vote? (laughs) Vote for what? What? Uh, On the Apple. Like, we still have, like, five votes. Do we? Yeah. (laughs) Come on, Shailene. Come on, Shailene. 
Apple Podcast review. I bet you um, Dana's voted. <laughs> <laughs> no, See, that's commitment from our number one fan. That is. Yeah. She's committed. Uh, my sister and I have been listening to it together since Thanksgiving, so she's definitely she's American. definitely American. Uh, and there's been times we couldn't breathe from laughing too hard, and also brought tears to it. Um, Are these brought the ones tears that we by know your these stories? Ones. We love your podcast. It seems minisodes won't be a thing anymore, no. which is sad, as we'd really like no. to hear you <laughs> still talk more about uh, true crime TV shows. We think you'd kill it with the Ted Bundy tapes. Thanks, How Not to Die. Well, you can go onto Netflix. They've done a whole doggo on Ted Bundy. So thanks, Shaylee. I don't know if it's as good as what we would do. No, but she wants us to talk about the documentary. Oh. Oh, It's not a TV podcast, although I have thought about doing that. (laughs) A podcast about TVs. Yeah. Like I would. Or movies that I could just quote. You would be like. And find out. Anyway. It's perfect for you. Like it's not research. It's just. You're just talking about stuff. It's a viewing party. And I'll find a clip about it. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> um, the next one's from Emma. It says, hi, I saw your How Not To Die podcast Instagram profile was scrolling and I liked it. Thanks, Emma. <laughs> uh, firstly, I am Emma. <laughs> of course you are. I live in Canada. Uh, I've been enjoying your podcast ever since and would really love it if you could add. Ever since when? I think since she saw our Instagram Um, and would really uh, love it if you could add the topic of weird locations. (laughs) What was weird locations? Uh, For like weird locations for murders. Uh, She says, I've been reading about a murder at Disneyland and thought, uh, thought of you girls instantly. Hmm. Uh, Please let me know when the next. How many murders happen at Disneyland? I would imagine not many, but I've never heard of any. So no. Well, we can put it in the jar. That's put it all in the we jar. can do. It's yeah. luck of the draw. We draw it. Whatever comes out is whatever we do. It's not like we pre-prepare. No. It's We've like got we no discuss. idea what's going to be next We have topic. no clue. It's probably why it takes us so long because we have yeah. no clue what we're doing. No so. idea. Um, she says, please let me know when the next uh, episode's coming. I would love to listen to you guys it's coming now. every week. Well, we've already established. We're it's not happening doing- now. <laughs> it's happening now and we're not doing it. Every- <laughs> once every three months. Okay. Or once every... Dot, 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 dot. I don't even know Your how. Your favourite sporadic podcast. We'll come back <laughs> or won't it? That's half the fun. <laughs> it's like a who did it? <laughs> when will they come back? <laughs> oh, they're finished. Oh, no, they're not. <laughs> no, Dana, we haven't. <laughs> we just come back to spite Dana. <laughs> We're giving this going just to spite her. <laughs> Keep us fueled, Dana. <laughs> So this last one is... It's got to be titled This Is For You, Dana, so she knows. <laughs> Let's do a call-in. Let's call Dana. Yeah, Dana, give Dear us a call. Dana. We'd I, love to I speak would. to you live. Yeah. How good would that be? It would be great. Anyway, um, <laughs> we digress again. So I don't know even how to say this one. Uh, Heg from Denmark. Heg Heather at Mostig. That sounds accurate. Which which apparently means hello from Denmark. My name is Ezra. Pleased to meet you. Ezra, right in English, mate. <laughs> English speaking <laughs> podcast, buddy. Who's going to get hate mail next? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be a thing now. Who can get the most hate mail? Yeah, it's going to be you who's going to win. Why? I'm, not, I'm the nicest one here. <laughs> I'm opinionated, but I'm the nicest <laughs> one here. Okay. It's not hate mail, it's fan mail. <laughs> it's fan mail. Um, so I am thankful no Danes have featured on your podcast so far. 
Without disrespecting beautiful Denmark, I'd like to request an episode on the very famous news of inventor Peter Madsen. Uh, it is a story that shocked our country and the victim Kim Wall suffered too much. Ooh, let's do that Tart one for din Again, Ezra. I think you've just offended everyone in Denmark, Amanda. Yeah. Fan mail for me. Okay. That was really good. Thanks for writing in. Yeah. We, we may re- – do you know what I'm going to say mind. because I – someone said this to me when I was listening to the podcast and I did it because I felt really bad. If you have an hour to listen to this episode, you have time to give us a rating. That's yeah. fair. Mm. I felt super bad and I signed a petition and everything because I was like, that is true. So, and most of our podcasts do tend to go up to the, the upper Yeah, list. they're like an hour and a half. So I have six pages of notes today. Oh, my gosh, Amanda. Ah, then let's get started because um, we'll be here for a Yeah. Okay. So what are we? What What's the topic for today? Cults. We think we're not sure. Kill? Killer cults. Which I swear I thought we did it before, but Maybe, Hannah said nay. No, no, we haven't. That's okay. Well, I've already I've done it. Well, I sure as hell was not going to go listen to all our other episodes to find out. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with our episodes? <laughs> I'm um, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was actually going to do a very controversial episode on Scientology yeah. because that is a cult. Yes. I've okay. said it. It's a cult. No, but I couldn't not. prove that there was killings. So, therefore, I didn't do it. Okay. And plus, it would have taken a lot of research. Although, isn't the CEO, his wife's gone missing? She yeah. has gone missing since 2007. Mrs. Miss Stabby Jaw. She's dead. Well, yeah. Anyway. Just go and watch um, Louis Theroux's. I have. My Scientology movie. I have, yes. And I did actually, yeah, I did. For research or like just? No, no, no. I I watched that ages ago because I like like him anyway. I like him too. But I did actually read an article which I was like, oh, that's kind of like a killing. But it wasn't. It was more like neglect, which is, anyway. Apparently a lot of people, well, but I, no, but it was quite interesting. You know what they've killed? And then they'll probably end up killing me. So They've killed John Travolta's career. Well, I think they've killed Tom Cruise's personality. Do you guys think so or do you think they've made them extra famous because they're crazy? No, they were famous before. John Travolta was in Greece, Hannah. John Travolta's gay. Mm, Well, I haven't really paid much attention. Well, people (laughs) say that, like, Tom Cruise is gay. Didn't he, like, demand a wife, though, through Scientology? And Who? Apparently. Tom Cruise? Yeah, yeah, they say that, like, they have auditions. Apparently, when he was married to... Nicole Kidman, they've got this big thing about how psychology is really wrong. They're like oh, basically yeah. like suck it up and get over dad's it. A psychologist. That's right. So when he married Nicole Kidman, yeah. her dad was a psychologist and they're from a Catholic background and she wouldn't convert to Scientology. Yeah. So apparently there was on the background people were assigned to split them up. Oh, okay. There you go. They, yeah. They did a good job. And mm. now she can't see her foster children. Well, her adoptive kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's very like you get like discommunicated basically. Mm. If you leave Scientology, you get discommunicated. So everybody that's still in there, you don't have anything to do with them. Mm. So this article that I read about this son that was died of neglect, um, she was like really quite high up in Scientology. And then she was like, no, I've had enough of this and left. And all of her family were like, no, you can't see the mum anymore. Mm. And so she wasn't even told that her son had died. 
and her son was in a car accident, which led to him being in hospital, which led him to die because of neglect. And she wasn't even told. Anyway, I'm Practice not doing Scientology. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm not doing Scientology. Mini Scientology episode. Because I couldn't prove of a murder. Okay. Okay. But That's I'm sure enough. it's happened. Fair anyway, enough. I am doing the Hernandez brothers. I've never heard of the Hernandez. How many pages have you got there? I've only got three pages because <laughs> I've got pictures. You've got some pictures. So oh, they're the brothers? No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, just have those. Yeah. Just have a look. I'll explain who that is. Okay. okay. So in late 1962, brothers Santos and K. Orno, I'm not going to get these right because I'm not Mexican. So, so they're Mexican. They're Mexican. Sorry, yeah. Santos. So, um, we're Everybody's a pair. Everybody's got a little bit in everything. <laughs> well, Troy reckons I'm Mexican. Anyway, right. So Santos and K. Orno Hernandez were a pair of petty criminals and con men. So they had this idea to make some more money. So they thought, we'll start a cult. Okay. Right? So in Mexico at the time, a majority of the people were Catholic and it was believed that this is where they saw, this is how they saw the Catholic Church making money every week by the collection plate and stuff. So they assumed that they could do the same thing. They could just steal it out of the collection plate. Well, that would be. They might feel oh, guilty really, about they it. They wanted a long-term passive income, Amanda. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they actually work from home option. 100%. Pretty much, right? So the brothers actually showed classic pathologic no so, sorry not pathologic psych psychopathic behavior knowing what what they were doing were wrong but they still did it anyway so they were like mm, what i don't care this? sorry 62 okay all right um so what they did is they traveled to a small town in mexico called gerbra buena 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 i don't know yeah so this <laughs> yeah so this town is um, in between Mexico City and the US border. So it was quite remote. So it was a marginalised community of about 50 people um, who were illegitimate, not illegitimate, illiterate. There's a difference. That was There's very difference. rude and Dana is going to I don't know if they're illegitimate. I can't guarantee, but they were illiterate, right? They had no electricity, no telephone. You know where the stands on like the <laughs> hey, like, refugees. Uh, hey, no. The wall. <laughs> um, yeah, so they had no electricity, no telephones, and it was like basically one road into the town. So a part of this scam, the brothers told the villagers that they were prophets of a powerful and, ex- and exiled Inca gods. And so they took the mythology of this ancient religion and told them that the gods would give them wealth and prosperity in exchange for their worship. You're not meant to call them Incas, though. Why not? I was re- I'm reading a book at the moment, and you're not meant to say like Incas as text. It's meant to be Mexica. Holy <laughs> hell, that's that's on par with like vegans. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so the brothers told them that there was gold treasures that were that would be hidden in the mountains if they. This sounds like. Very Mormon. <laughs> Come on, Hannah. I got oh. the golden plates. <laughs> Man up. Um, um, they accepted their claims, and this is more likely due to the townspeople being brainwashed by love bombing. Okay. <laughs> I've got that in mind. Yes, so they've used these like What's tricks. love bombing? Love bombing, I hear you ask, is a way that many cults and abusive relationships begin. So this is where they're praised and they felt really loved on like never before. Like they're going, I love you, I love you, you're so good, you're wonderful, blah, blah. And these poor people were like, But what's the the difference between you doing that as like a parent versus you just 
doing yeah, that but as they've a cult come thing. in now to this society that's like got nothing. Okay, and so you would hope that you're from day one, your parents love on you. Oh, so I wish my parents no... loved on me a bit more when I was younger. <laughs> Everybody loves you... a good love bomb. Yeah, so all right, so you're a classic case for being a cult member. Oh, well, my parents were just very proper English that physical touch was discouraged. And you have to be. <laughs> I'm a lip kisser, so I'm okay. <laughs> I discouraged that physical touch you're showing me right now, Amanda. Maybe, like, watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Soothe yourself to sleep. <laughs> um, they would. They don't even laugh at childhood. They would. Okay, they would wrap this love bombing <laughs> up with taking a select group of people to the surrounding caves, where they said to them that they were specifically selected by the gods. This select group were given drugs and peyote before the ritual. <laughs> Man, they thought they were selected by the gods right. after that. So yeah. peyote is a hallucinative drug that can last up to like 12 hours um, and it distorts your minds and makes you think that you're seeing things that aren't actually there, right? Or <laughs> it's a realm into what's real. Whatever mm. you perceive it to be. But I also heard that it actually can do like the opposite, like Finergan, which could send you like mental. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of drugs are like that, though. Yeah. Like I don't know. I've never had drugs. Okay. Mm. So okay. <laughs> um, so many of the inhabitants of Yerubura believe the brothers' claims <laughs> of being Inca prophets. You know what? It's I've like decided <laughs> that because we've started out the afternoon like offending so many races. Yeah, just go. We'll for keep it. going. Okay. Yeburra Bora. Um they believed that the brothers' claims were being Inca prophets, and thus the, the brothers founded a relatively pros, prosperous sect. Um, so how did they get money? They just well, wherever the guys would these people worked, they gave them everything and they, they would okay. they would just give them all their money and stuff like okay. that. So I mean so far I think they're smart. So <laughs> props. Snaps to them, right? <laughs> um, in the nearby caves where the Inca treasures were allegedly hidden, the brothers now organised drug fueled orgies and treated many villagers, both men and women, as their sex slaves. Okay. As now stage two <laughs> of the brainwashing began, which is to devalue the victims who, who were demoralised and after the victims were in awe of the abusers, changed their behaviour to suit. So whatever they were asked to do, Very they accurate did them. so far. Your there you go. That's out. all that I have about the behaviour. Okay, well, I'll leave the it up one to website you to, I went to said the same thing. So, so it's true. It's, it's just like it's right. It's true. <laughs> um, right. So after these rituals were used to bring in the villagers into their cult, it is here the brothers told the gods that they required the money and the tax in response to they will reveal the treasure. So... They did all of this stuff and then saying, well, you do all what we tell you, you'll get all of these treasures because you're so poor and they'll be all gold and stuff in the, in the mountains for you. <laughs> right. So they believed them. Um, so this continued for months, but some villagers became impatient as suspicious and suspicious and began to question the brothers' claims that they were actually prophets. As they had done everything that they said and still no treasure. Part of the set. This is a whole town. There's like 50 people. So the whole (laughs) town, well, the majority of the town would have been like the adults were involved in all of this. So sure the town just wasn't bored and needed something to do. Well, the town was really isolated. So the the brothers apparently picked this specific town because of their isolation. So they had no real contact for the outside world. They couldn't check the local newspaper. No, there was no internet in 62. So they were. 
they picked them because they were so poor and, yeah, there you go. So in the autumn of 62, the members stepped, two members stepped forward at the beginning of one of their cave rituals and demanded concrete proof that the brothers were actually prophets. Though the brothers were shocked at this because they were professional con men, they quickly replied that the gods don't respond to demands and would pray on their behalf that one would appear. So faced with Classic possible excuse. Yeah, faced with faced with possible exposure, the Hernandez brothers travelled to Monterey in Mexico in search of a prostitute who would take part in their farce and pose as a goddess. I bet that's one of these people. Yes. They the eventually one with the weird hair. They're both the same person. Oh. Yeah. One's before capture, one's uh, after capture. Oh, I would have what, had it the other way around. Hashtag prison life. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, not good for you. No. Anyway, they Drugs. they eventually found Magdalena Solis and her brother Eben Esbar. Elbazar. Elzar. Elizar. There you go. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Um, Magdalena came from a poverty stricken. I don't know. Like Mary Magdalene? I don't know. She's Mary Magdalene. Um, this I'm is Magdalena. I'm pretty sure we just like totally ruined her brother's name. So. <laughs> That's okay. I don't reckon they're alive anyway. So no. anyway, we don't know. Well, they could be. We don't know. Well, I They'd haven't. They'd be finished. like in their fifties. I don't know. We don't know what happened. Oh, to oh well, if they were born in the sixties. Yeah. No, this but, happened in sixty-two. Oh, yeah, so they're already. <laughs> they were children. No, <laughs> no. So Magdalena, She's a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Anyway, you yeah came from a poverty-stricken, dysfunctional family and entered into prostitution at a young age. Her occupation in which she worked until she became involved with the Hernandez brothers in 1963. So her brother, Elazar, acted as her pimp during the time, which is actually quite common. To be pimped out by your brother? Yes, mm. because you had really nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. So job options weren't really wide. <laughs> they both travelled back to Yerbra Buona. With them. God, I'm never going to get that right. It's changing every time. <laughs> Let's see what we can change it to next time. During the next cave ritual, using a smoke screen, the brothers introduced Magdalena as the reincarnation of the Inca goddess called Colique. Colique. That sounds pretty cool. Colique. There you go. Cauliflower. Cauliflower. <laughs> she was only supposed to pose as a goddess for a short time, get paid and go back to Monterey. But she quickly began to relish in her new status and developed a severe religious delusion that she was actually a goddess. Um, she probably just didn't want to be a prostitute anymore. Well, you know, you've come from that. You yeah. kind of grab at anything. And she was seen as being like, oh, she was like, yeah, I like this gig. So the, um, so the brothers now had no choice but to let her stay because they, if she'd left, their deception would be exposed. So um, now they were under her goddess status and were subservient to her and her demands. Now, mm, queen in. Now Solace took over the cult. Under her leadership, the rituals became more grisly and perverse as she became enamoured in consuming blood and sadomasochism. Sadomasochism? Masochism? I can't even say the word. Sadomasochism. <laughs> Massachusetts. Mass- Mad- <laughs> you said it right first. You Sadomasochist. did. Masochist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Masochism. 
Masochism? Masochism. Masochism. What is that? We're it's, just giving no, up. No, I know that, but what is that anyway? What is it? You're a sadist, I guess. What does I don't that know. mean? Mm. Sadomasochism. Yeah. It's like you get pleasure from torturing people. Okay. Like sure. sexually and that okay. kind of stuff. Mm. S&M? Well, <laughs> she's probably just getting her own back. After so many years. Yeah. So at the time she took over the cult, the two members that had grown doubtful were asked to be brought before Magdalena. When they were brought before her, um, she demanded that they be put to death. The two members were lynched by the other terrified members, too afraid to defy her. Is that when they pull your limbs apart? They just, like, attacked attacked them, ripped them. I don't know. I don't know details. A mob lynching? Yeah. Mobbed. They, They obliged because they were too scared to... Anyway, so these first two murders, so after these first two murders, her pathology evolved. Instead of simple orgies, she begins to demand human sacrifice. She <laughs> no devised, <laughs> she devised, devised a blood ritual which, in which the, sacrif- the sacrifice, which was typically a dis- dissenter, you know what that is, a person that wants to just leave. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, was brutally beaten, burned, cut and maimed by all the members of the cult. Thereafter, bloodletting was practised. The blood was deposited into a cup mixed with chicken blood, after which the victim was made to bleed to death. So so animal sacrifices were also, as well as marijuana and peyote, were also practised in these rituals. So they'd sacrifice not only humans but chickens. Mix it all together and then they drink it. So she would drink it first from the chalice and then pass it around first to the high priest, which were Hernandez brothers and her brother. Do you reckon they were just like oh, El Salvador. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> like you'd be like, ew, I have to drink chicken blood. So the people think this is real. So these poor guys have started this cold. They started <laughs> their own business like, and they're going, geez. <laughs> and they're under her. Yeah. She's like, drink this chicken blood. <laughs> they're like, God damn it. <laughs> Hell has no fury. <sighs> there you go. Then finally the other members would get some. So the belief now being based on elements of Aztec mythology. And it was given to the and which was which was that it gave them supernatural powers. Um, and then so Magdalena now claimed that she needed to drink human blood to survive. So that's how she justified it. There you go. The chickens won't do anymore. <laughs> Not good enough. So the murders continued for six weeks in nineteen uh, for the next six weeks in nineteen sixty three, um, which actually which claimed four lives. By the fire, by the time the final sacrifice took place, it reached it reached a point of dissecting the heart from the victims while they were still alive. So oh. that's like actually oh, cutting yeah, them and taking them out. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. The second movie. Well, that's Aztec, Maybe isn't it? Maybe like what it's based on. Maybe. Because they were all really culty. Mm. Yeah. Well, they, they would like Aztecs and stuff and apparently that's what they did. They, it was quite common meant- to actually practice that type of sacrifice because also I heard that when one of the the high people died, they'd have they'd sacrifice people to go along to live with them in the afterlife, mm. and and they actually had children sacrificed, and they actually had some name Why was called. Why would priests need children? Well, it's not um, well. I mean, <laughs> no, because no, so they grow up and to be like the best of the yeah, people like grow up yeah. in the afterlife. Yeah. So it was actually you were actually quite. It was a privilege to have your I mean, child. It's like the Egyptians and. Like yeah, who they did well, and who they buried their people with. And yeah, and it was, it was actually a privilege for being your child being dissected. Oh, 
Anyway, um, so in May 1963, a 14-year-old local resident named Sebastian Guerrero wandered near the caves where the cults were being performed, um, the cults' rituals were being performed. Although he lived in the village, he must have been sheltered somehow by the reality of what was actually taking place. So that to me was like it was only the adults that took part. So mm. anyway. Um, so attracted by the lights and the noise coming out of the cave, he witnessed one of the rites in progress. Guerrero was so scared that he, what, of what he saw, he ran 25 k's from Yerabera to the nearest police station in the town of Villa Gran. Yeah, this does sound like Indiana Jones. It is Indiana Jones. It's like a kid. Is it? He's like, he's like, Indy, Indy. But did he listen? He had told the officers of what he that he saw vampires. The officers didn't believe his story and thought he he was just a teenager with a huge imagination. So the next morning, an, an investigator named Louis Martinez escorted Guerrero back to Yerabera. Guerrero. <laughs> that was well done. Because <laughs> it's not what it's called. <laughs> Guerrero said he would now show Martinez the mountains, the mountain caves where he saw these vampires. Guerrero and Martinez were never seen alive again. Mm. Anyway, so the police came suspicious, hello, following the disappearance (laughs) of Guerrero and Martinez. So on May 31st, 1963, policemen and soldiers from, like, the army, (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to even, I'm not gonna even say like, that. I'm like not going to say it and, okay. and whatever. And, you know. It's not a spelling or pronouncing competition. So. Sui Dad Victoria <laughs> were deployed to Yerabera looking for Sebastian and Officer Martinez. They found them in the cave, their bodies hacked by machetes, and Martin, Martinez's heart was ripped from his body. Oh. Magdalena and El Salvador were arrested in a farm in the town, incapacitated and in possession of considerable amounts of marijuana. When the villagers saw the leader being arrested, they panicked and grabbed whatever guns they could and there was a shootout. Santos Hernandez was shot by police while resisting arrest. His brother, Coyote, (laughs) was assassinated by one of the members of the sect, Jesus Rubio, who believed that if he killed the brother, he would become a high priest and be protected by the police. Didn't work. Well, he got caught, so he didn't die. He got caught. Um, in subsequent investigations, authority then authorities then found the bodies also dismembered of another six victims in the vicinity of the case where Officer Martinez and Sebastian had been found. Magdalena and El Salvador were each sentenced to 50 years in prison for the killings of Guerrero and Martinez. Authorities were unable to confirm their participation in the other six murders because the other cult members who were arrested refused to testify against them. Still believing in her deity and that if the god and that the gods themselves would punish them if they disobeyed in any way. So many of the cult members were shot in the shootout with the police after barricading themselves in the caves. Those who were arrested were sentenced to 30 years each in prison for six counts of murder in the form of group or gang murder or lynching. Um, their illiterate and depleted condition served as mitigating factors. So they probably would have got more if mm. they were smart and well-groomed. I'm still, <laughs> um, like, really surprised, 30 years. Like, that's, you know. A lot. Well, it's, but mm. it's, like, good. Yeah. I mean, um, um, so um, it was. Uh, it was not until years later that some of the ex cult members spoke about their experiences and recognizing the cult for what it was. Hence, the information I could obtain. 
course. Um, although it was the Hernandez brothers that began the cult, it was truly Magdalena who pushed the cult to the depths of depravity. And because of her crimes and sadism, she would be now known as a different name, the High Priestess of Blood. Oh, is she still I could not find anything about her. I could not even find a picture of the Hernandez brothers. Every time I Googled it, it would come up with these two Mexican guys that were cartoonists. <laughs> and, oh and they're not them, right? It would not, I couldn't find anything. So every time... <laughs> you could have just shown I could that. I, would not, <laughs> I could not find anything. And every time you, you search for this, she comes up. And I was like, man, why does she come up all the time? Because What's I was, the cult called? It was just, it's known as like Los, Los Hernandez or something okay. or something, which means, basically means the, the Hernandez High Brothers. Priestess of Blood. It had nothing, like she's got nothing to do with the name of the cult. Yeah, because she's like swindled everyone. She, man, she props to her, yeah. right, for a woman taking power, taking over a business and taking it to a new level. I would yeah. rather be eating hearts than. Blood? <laughs> no, than what she was doing before. Power to a woman. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like having the the foresight to go, yeah, I'm going to take this and run with it. She was also in drugs too. Well, they were all like, but she she came there going, okay, well, I'll get paid to do this. What drugs did to her face? Yeah, Yeah. I reckon she's got a bit of a psycho. But they were actually saying she's actually different from like a serial killer woman, which we did explain when we did serial Mm, killers before, Mm. how they've got like a like an MO of what they're like. Mm. And she actually fits more of a, a men's serial killer. So Maybe she's a man. Maybe. She kind of looks very manish in that picture, doesn't she, the first one? The second one she does, I reckon. Do you reckon? So yeah, well, let's just say that she's, one, she's well, transgender. That's why I thought that all the Hernandez brothers to begin with. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah, I was like, what? Anyway. There you go. That's me. Well, glad I wasn't alive and living in a village. In, in Mexico, in Yerabera. And that you weren't uh, illegitimate. Yeah, I mean, that would be terrible. Yerba Bjorno. Prostituted Bjorno. out. Still can't say it. Okay, moving Ooh. moving right along. Hope all our listeners enjoyed that story. This is what it'd be like if I was a disc jockey. Oh, okay. You got, the, you got the right jacket for I it. do. Moving on to the next next. Good reader. segue. Joseph did say if we raise enough funds, we should get gold microphones this year. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, the bottles are pretty lucrative. <laughs> um, okay, ladies, I've copied a <laughs> website. So thanks to Yeah, online... Dana, if you want to dob in someone for plagiarising, <laughs> exactly. it's, it's the rest of us, not the name of the, the podcast itself. That's so true. It's very true. It's just the content. This is called The Psychology of Cults, and it's thanks to Online Psychology Degree Guide. might use that thanks. at some point. So did you get a degree at the end of it? No. Oh. I feel a little bit enlightened. But... Um, okay, so I'll just go through our points really quickly. So this Amanda's is... got 12 pages yeah. to get through. Um, so cults some pictures. are attractive because they promote an illusion of comfort. So our brains are wired to move towards comfortable things and away from discomfort. And in a fearful and uncertain world, certain people are more likely to be attracted because of the promises often made by the leaders. So Joe Patrick Pedersen, a psychologist at Caltech, has pointed out that cult leaders often promise such things as financial security, total health, constant peace of mind and eternal life. Gold. Mm-hmm. Gold in caves. That's right. 
And often the cult leader promotes him or herself as the person who can lead the members to salvation in an end-of-the-world scenario. Point number two, cults satisfy the human desire for absolute answers. So humans actually crave clarity and are always searching for meaning to our lives. And many people join cults because they believe they're being offered solid, absolute answers for questions such as good versus evil, religion, the meaning of life, politics, etc. Many cult leaders promote simple messages in the beginning that touch on these themes and draw susceptible people in. And then as they spend more time in the cult, these ideas become more extreme but are more likely to be accepted because the person has been exposed gradually. Yeah, I don't think – what does Scientology answer? But they see they gradually release it to you, so you only yeah. know the first few levels, and then as you get deeper and deeper, it's you, like we actually get a spaceship to. But by that point, you've also given them like literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So if you're going to pull out, there's a part of you that has to be like, "Well, I was an idiot," and <laughs> like true, true. And a lot of people don't want to admit that. And like a lot of people give up their family, they give up everything, mm. and you have to turn around and go, "Well, I was completely wrong. I've just wasted ten years of my life," and that's hard. So I think. People just stay where they are. Hmm. Um, people who join cults tend to have one thing in common. Guess what it is? They're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not exactly what it is, but. Bad haircuts? Uh, no. Blonde? But you're both close. Um, okay, so for the most part, people that join cults are pretty average. They come from all backgrounds, ethnicities and sexualities. Um, what is that? Who is that? Brethren. Who that? Yeah, that's it. But recent research has found an interesting pattern. Many people successfully recruited by cults are said to have low self-esteem. People with low self-esteem are easy to break down and build back up into seemingly different person with new beliefs, which is the general process that most cult members will go through at some stage. Number four, women are more likely to join. I don't have low self-esteem, so I'll never join a cult. I don't think you would join a cult. I'd start a cult. You would be the cult leader. Yeah, you would be. And you've learned lots of tips yep. to get you through love bombing <laughs> you, you just need to find a cave <laughs> yeah cave it's love bombing um yep so according to research women make up 70 percent of cult members around the globe um ladies mm. come on so psychologists have different ideas about why women join over men so some say that women simply attend more social gatherings which makes them statistically more likely to join groups that will ultimately victimize them Others suggest it has to do with the fact that women have been oppressed for much of human history, therefore they're more comfortable being under an authority figure. I would argue that it has more to do that women are just more agreeable when compared to men. Um, And Emma Klein, the author of the best-selling cult-themed novel The Girls, theorises that young women are often taught to seek the attention of men to wait for rescue, and so joining a cult is a way for young women to feel as if they are seizing their destiny. That's because the dads are deadbeats. Need to be a good dad. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Real good dad. Number five, many cult members have rejected religion. So Dr. Stanley H. Kath, a psychoanalyst and psychology professor at Tufts University. Tufts. I went to Tufts. <laughs> I'm tough. I went to Tufts. I went to Tufts. <laughs> <laughs> it's tuft. It's like a tuft of hair. A tuft of hair. Tuft. <laughs> Funny word. I my degree from Tufts University. It's got to stand for something, surely. Maybe I... Tufts. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. 
So he's treated more than 60 former cult members over the course of his career. And from this unique first-hand experience, Kath has noticed an interesting trend. Many people who join cults have experienced religion at some point in their lives and rejected it. This... So you are absolutely fine, Natalia. Yeah, you're still in there thick. What? In religion. You, you haven't hey, I'm not religious. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Hey, you just go to church. Yeah, I've got a personal relationship with the big guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> this may be surprising considering many cults tend to be religious or at least claim to be, but Dr. Kath asserts that this trend is a sign of something deeper. Many of those who join cults are intelligent young people from sheltered environments. Growing up in an environment often in such an environment often means that many have a history of failing to achieve intimacy, blaming others for their failures, and of constantly striving for perfectionist goals. Intimacy. <laughs> oh, so we already established Not before. As a child. We already established <laughs> before that she's a cult member. No, didn't we? Was, no, on the leader, she she's a member. A, I was okay. a serial killer last time. Yeah, well, <laughs> you got to be something. We're yeah. all going to be something. That's so true. What do you want to be, Hannah? Man, I'll just be the person that documents. I don't it. reckon she'd be a cult member. There's no way she'd be a cult member. I could see myself getting sucked in, but then I'd pull myself back out. Yeah, you'd be a Scientologist that's like be. I'd be one of those that's like, fuck. Shit. It's been five years since shit. Where's my gold? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be discommunicated from Scientology. I would. I reckon I'd. And Paul Michael's still there going, Hail, (laughs) Hail R. Hubbard. (laughs) Oh, Paul Michael. No, he's crazy. Hey, man, they've got weird names for their little, like, Sea Org and stuff like that. What? Sea Org? Yeah, Sea Orgs. Like, they're all the different levels. You get promoted to Sea Org or something. Oh, organization. And I don't know how, like, this this guy that wrote this, like, Ella Hubbard. Okay. Mother I Hubbard wrote. He was like a, he was like a full-on fiction writer. writer. But yeah. I read somewhere. It was actually on Instagram, so I don't know if it's real. It's got to be real. Read, it's got to be real. I read that him and his friend had a bet to see yeah, who could create a religion. I don't doubt that. I know people that are saying dum 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 I can see, see, I can see Michael getting really invested because he seems like the kind of guy that gets really invested into things. He's not a follower. That's the biggest thing. He's like very anti. But if you got him in there, possibly yes. Yeah, he'd follow you in <laughs> yeah, there. Possibly. And then he's there, and he's going, "Oh, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, let's go. These are my mates. Yeah. Maybe. And you're going, shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this ain't good. And you and all your dog, him and all the dogs and the cats. Yeah, because I, I do. I just buy animals, then I he just gets like caught up in it. Yeah, taking care of Poor them. Poor Michael. <laughs> uh, number six: cults maintain their power by promoting an us versus them mentality. Cults prove to be powerful because they are able to successfully isolate members from their former lives. Scientology all over. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Whatever. Like we've been through this a thousand times. Uh, they're masters of mind control, obviously. Um. So charismatic. Yeah. yeah, so the things that you were saying, public humili- humiliation, they do a lot. So it's like group therapy where they're like, everybody, tell us all your deepest, mm. darkest sins and, and it's like you're humiliating people but you're acting like you're Yes, because that. I read, I read that they do. Yeah. Yes. I know. And then they have, they've got these people that actually are specialist auditors. Yeah. So you have to tell them everything and then they keep the file. Yeah. You have to another keep, thing. You have to keep going in for cleanses. And that Self-incrimination. Kind of so mm. you provide the leader with. 
like written statements or proof that of Scientology. what you've done. So that's why they think John Travolta's gay because he admitted it to Scientology and they have it on file that he's <sighs> See, maybe he doesn't want to be in it anymore, but he's stuck. Because yeah. they'll wreck your career. Because Leah Rimini, she's an ex-Scientologist. She is. Good on her. Mm-hmm. She's written a book and everything. Yeah. yeah. And she's got like some show as well. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Anyway, yep. um, and then the last one, ladies, is cult members often have no idea they're in a cult. <laughs> well, these poor guys didn't. They it took them well, ages to go. Oh, actually, I was in a cult. But even by then, maybe it's the because 60s, they were in jail and like, they had act, access to other things. Well, how many cults had been around in the sixties? Was it a well-known thing? Like where? where I think it was probably emerging at that time with like the free love. Well, they were and... saying that around this time there was a lot of discontent with like the governments yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. So mm. it's all things that you've talked about about how seeking a different yeah. truth and yeah. Yeah, you just got to look out. For but that. these guys, they didn't know what was going on in the outside world. Because no. they had no real access to it, so they just came. These and guys came don't in. Call like it a cult. Knights in no, white satin. It's, their, it's, it's their like God. a commune or a, like a family. Or... Yeah, but that's what cults are. They're like big communes. Yeah, but they're not calling themselves. Oh wait, we're like a cult. Hippie vans and like combi vans and. I can't imagine anything worse. The combi van. Just like crocheted personal space and just like living with other people. Yeah. Being a. Because I'm, I'm a bit introverted. It's like that would be my worst nightmare. Like being on a sh- cruise ship's kind of like being. That's why I don't do it. But no, it's fine. You don't have to look at people. You don't have to talk to people. But they're there yeah, all the time. Yeah, but you know time. sometimes some people are like on holiday vibes and they want to make friends. No, not with like, my face. That's so <laughs> true. <laughs> it's true, not isn't it? It's true, though. <laughs> they're like, oh, hey there. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Right it's away. like the dog with the frothing mouth. <laughs> <laughs> always like, he go, baby, he's cosmopolitan. <laughs> How is it? <laughs> it's true, though. It's funny because it's true. All so, right, I'm done. Yay, thanks. Next up. And I'm just getting started. Okay, let's put a time limit on this. Okay. So, okay Ten I'm, minutes, Amanda. <laughs> I have Rock uh, Terrio and the Ant Hill Kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's kids involved. It's the parents' fault. <laughs> All right, that concludes <laughs> so, Rock Terrio was born in 1947. He's French-Canadian. Um, and when I saw... Sorry, what's his name? Rock, Rock Terrio. That's his first name? Rock is his first name. Man, that's like a and Hollywood name. Hey, Rock Terrio. <laughs> Terrio. It's actually probably Starring a bit French. Rock Terrio. It's like a born name. <laughs> um, so he was French Canadian. So whenever I saw videos of him, he was actually speaking French. So it felt Rock Terrio. <laughs> Righto. Um, Doesn't sound French. He was born no. in the uh, in Quebec to Hyacinth and Perrette Terrio. He was the second of seven children and the eldest boy. Yeah. Uh, the local town they moved to later on in life didn't offer any schooling after grade seven. Um, so that's all the kids' So that's kids another theme. They come education. from families and they're dumb. <laughs> yeah. They're illegitimate. <laughs> illegitimate. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't get attention in big families. Yeah, poor Michael. Mm. <laughs> so uh, Rock uh, was described um, as very bright, outgoing. <laughs> Rock enjoyed was l- very bright. <laughs> Uh, and he 
They said he was like very good at learning because he <laughs> taught himself the Old Testament. He memorized oh, it. Uh, so his mother was extremely conservative in her beliefs, belonging to a sect of the Catholic Church. Bloody Cathos. <laughs> um, so this sect was known as the White Berets, which was a type of... <laughs> the White Beaters. <laughs> That's the what I thought beret. you were going to say. White Beaters. <laughs> she's, the, she's a member of the White Beaters. <laughs> um, so it was a fascist type of movement. Um <laughs> It just reminds me of Life of Brian. Wait, I oh, man, that's the funniest movie. <laughs> so, um, so Rock was forced into going um, door what to door. Were, what were the other kids' names? <laughs> Rock, Stone, <Sorry>. Pebble, Crystal, <laughs> Don, Paper, your fucking paper. <laughs> Scissors! <laughs> <laughs> the poor last one, man! Scissors! You get crushed by rock! <laughs> Everything gets crushed by rock! Jeez, man. Ooh, it's that time of day again. <laughs> Ooh, okay, let's go. Keep going. Do you know why? It's because when a man reads, you would be a free to it's very true. But when we're reading our own, we're all business. We're all so business, huh? Wow. Um, so he was forced to go door to door distributing literature about the wife beaters. Or, um, and from uh, this, he developed a strong hatred for the church and its structure. See? So, yeah, he rejected yep. religion. Um, other than this, other than this, he had a very boring upbringing, nothing too kind of crazy. Um, he did complain once about his dad kind of beating him, but uh, people started to say he liked creating stories to get attention. Mm. At least he got touched, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why. He was destined to be a cult leader. He, was. he wasn't touched. <laughs> so... Yeah, he, he found that by telling, like, sympathy stories, like, he got a lot of attention. So Low self-esteem. Yeah. So from that, he developed skills to become, like, a showman, very charismatic and creating a strong impression. This is the greatest show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so when Terrio turned 20, uh, he married Francine Grenier, a young local woman. Over the next three years, she gave birth to two sons. Uh, and this is where it kind of all starts going down. <laughs> Um, so Rock developed severe ulcers uh, that required surgery. The surgery uh, didn't go well and it left him with ongoing issues such as digestive problems and chronic pain. Gut health is connected to your brain. What year was this? Uh, so I never paid 1967. 60s again. Right. Yeah. So he, he was in consistent pain, which made him very irritable, and he became very interested in medicine and anatomy. Mm. So like he really uh, got... Or spaghetti yeah. or... So uh, him and his wife moved back to his hometown um, and with it he embraced the era of free love and he joined like anti-establishment groups. Um, People say he acquired a taste for sex and sexuality and he also began to drink heavily to ease his pain. Because he wasn't touched. (laughs) So he kept telling his wife he needed to go into like Quebec, get supplies for his woodworking business. Do you know that is where, sorry, that is like the... Porn hub of the world. Quebec. Yeah. Canada. Man, I reckon that show I watched was filmed in Quebec. (laughs) Probably. No, they get filmed in somewhere else and then they... They They um, get filmed in, like, L.A. 
Yeah, in some valley, what's yeah. it called, the valley. Silicon so they valley. all get, like, filmed there, and then um, the people that run the website that are all in Quebec. Yeah. And they say when you go Canadians, into their man. office, yeah. you just wouldn't know. It's Since like, we've started yeah. this stuff, the Canadians, they've come up a lot. I mean, it sounds like an interesting country. I wouldn't mind visiting. <laughs> I'm sure you can get porn online <laughs> for cheaper. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he kept telling his wife he needed to go to Quebec for business, but he was actually enjoying some lady friends company. <laughs> I don't know if they were porn stars, maybe they were. Quickly, uh, his finances deteriorated, Francine divorced his ass, and his house was repossessed. Kick your ass to the curb. That'll happen to you? So, Rock got himself to church. Oh, <laughs> uh, so he came back. To the Seventh Day Adventist Church. Dum, 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 dum. Uh, so he gave up meat and alcohol as part of their strict laws and ran anti-smoking workshops. That's what happens religion. Too many rules. So while he was doing that, it all seemed hunky-dory. Uh, Rock got more and more involved in the church and Bible. He seemed to really enjoy the Old Testament because it focused on male dominance and he mixed that in with a fascination about like violent retribution for sin and the apocalypse. Like that was like what he really loved. So everything seemed to be going really well with the church. And at one point, him and several females from like younger females from the church started hanging out more and more frequently um, and sort of formed their own little group within the church. Um, so this group included eight women aged between 18 to mid 20s and one married couple with their six month old baby. Uh, with the impending apocalypse, Rock encouraged the women to drop out of college because they wouldn't need that education when the apocalypse came. And members of the church began fearing the youth uh, members were more attracted to Rock than they were the Bible. So, by Rock had personality. Yeah, but he didn't really have looks. Oh, that's uh, a do, shame. Yeah, I do have some pictures. That's another thing I reckon. Most cult leaders are uggers. Yes, uggers. So, <laughs> Yeah. See, I couldn't be a cult leader because oh. I'm beautiful. <laughs> he looks. <laughs> <laughs> got like the long Is beard. Is that a really big beard? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I hate beards. He was bald <laughs> on top with a long beard. See, that's what I think. A lot of people that have beards are bald. It's like they've got to grow hair somewhere. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. Look at this guy. So by 1977, at the age of 30, Rock acquired two more followers. Solange. Um, yeah, Solange. Yeah, they're all French names. Uh, yeah, he got two more followers from an Adventist retreat, and this is when he had his first vision from God. Mm, of course he did. Um, so the, the followers' names were Giselle, Solange, Chantel, Francine, Nicole, Gabriel, Jacques Fist, and Claude. It is Victoria's Secret Models. <laughs> <laughs> So with gaining popularity um, and with his kind of in-depth knowledge of like healing qualities, um, the group moved to Quebec and opened the Healthy Living Clinic. Oh, I bet you they were vegans. <laughs> opened sink education <laughs> <laughs> and went on to teach does well-being clinic. <laughs> Some more degrees in nutritional medicine. So they promoted alternative medicine, organic food, and holistic literature. Oh, guaranteed they were vegans. And uh, Rock insisted they all wear a uniform, being an ankle ankle length. With wellbeing clinic on it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, I hate these shirts. Was it black? <laughs> well, it was an ankle length pullover tunic with no Ooh. undergarments, green for women, and beige for men. Oh. And Rock himself wore a dark brown robe. So very 70s 
brown. Yuck. Yeah. Can you imagine that green? It's like the olive green. Yeah. So people fell in love with the clinic uh, with many donating money and time. One man sold all his possessions uh, moved him, his wife, and his child to the growing commune. And then, that was so big in that time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. communes. communes. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I wasn't alive, but <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, 100%. I was, so. Is it in the 60s still? No, this is 77 now. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> uh, so the commune uh, started taking on a very um, competitive dy- dynamic. So Rock actually divided kind of the people into two groups. One was like the first group was a bit more upper class, had a bit more privileges and were seen as his favourites. And group two was like, you know. The loser group. Yeah. And he'd like pitch them against each other. And then like obviously there was the hope that you'd move up to group one. And then group one's like, I hope I don't get moved to group two. So that's how. Oh, right. Always on a seesaw. Yes. So that's how he kind of kept everyone invested, I suppose. more. There was the one woman who'd been with him since the beginning after he divorced his wife as part of this um, and to make sure that he wasn't kind of, you know, favouring the other women too much, she kind of suddenly proposed to him and they were married a week later. Oh, that's going to stop him from, like, doing it with other women. <laughs> so, they, yeah, he, they didn't have a honeymoon and apparently, like, Rock ignored her the whole way <laughs> back to their um, commune and just joked with See? all the other women. no self-esteem. Yeah. The woman? Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, so the commune became more and more removed from society and taking on uh, kind of more risky practices. So And they started refusing to pay bills and things like that. So uh, the police kind of came and visited, visited them and the women just said, like, we don't want to return to our families. And they, like, after that just said they'll just refuse to speak to the police. Um, so the police was like, well, everything seems fine here. Hands and family. Yeah. Um, so in 1978, a woman by the name of Ger- Geraldine Auclair, uh had been undergoing treatment for leukemia. Her husband fell in love with Rock. <laughs> Rock convinced him. Yeah, I don't know how, but Rock convinced him to check uh, Geraldine out of the hospital and into the clinic. Um, and Rock's treatment plan for leukemia was grape juice and organic food only. Oh. Yeah, Dana, how does that work? <laughs> um, <laughs> when Geraldine died at the clinic, uh, Rock told his uh, followers he had kissed her and awakened her from death. But when God wants people, he takes them, and it was her time. Oh. Uh, a month later, uh, parents <laughs> of a young woman with multiple sclerosis placed her in care of the clinic, oh, and they very much regret this decision later on. So the same month, <laughs> Rock. Some lettuce. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't work for cancer, but maybe for MS. <laughs> Let's give it a try. <laughs> the treatments get more and more bizarre. Oh, just wait. Um, so that same month, uh, he was kicked out of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, uh, which didn't seem to bother me. Um, so he took it as an invitation to flex his influence over the followers, uh, which included forcing the marriage of uh, some of the followers to other men in the group. Like, he's just like, you two, married. Wow. Kind of thing. Did marriage mean anything, though? It wasn't legal, like, but they, like, they... What, did he perform the ceremonies? I think he did, and then, like, he, uh, he, they procreated these couples, so... I yeah, guess but they, I doubt that they really, really cared if they were in wedlock or not. Yeah. So, <laughs> Illegitimate or not. And Rock's own wife was now pregnant, and he confronted, she confronted him about, like, his affection of other women, um, and demanded he break up the commune or she'd leave. 
uh, his response was to punch her in the face and <laughs> kept her locked in a room for two days. Wow. Oof. So the clinic began to lose money because they no longer received supply of literature and health items from the church. Um, and the police had been watching them more closely since Geraldine's death. Um, so in 1978, Rock, of course, predicted the end of the world would be the 17th of February, 1979. Um, and Phew, glad he was wrong. <laughs> and his followers would survive if they went to an isolated part of the world and said that God wouldn't destroy rural Canada. <laughs> like, just leave Canada there. The move to the rural area of, like, a small village, uh, Rock dubbed it Internal Mountain. Well, don't the um, seven-day beliefs that are seven days are Mormons? Yeah, they're different, yeah. aren't they? They're the latter-day saints. Yeah, latter seven-day Adventists is different, I think. No, it's the same thing. Is it? <clears throat> there you go. And they believe that <clears throat> Jesus went over to America. Dum-da-da-dum-dum-dum. Well, now he's up in Canada. Well, yeah. Oh, it's quite far. What a country. So, uh, they built... The way is next. <laughs> <laughs> and JC World Tree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they built a single room cabin um, for all of them. And Sorry, be- did, did his wife leave? Oh no, she was a bit yeah, she's pregnant. Right. Okay. Yeah, they began rationing food and worked seventeen hours a day. Um, by this time, a few followers had left, and they were free to go. Yes. Um, so soon, Rock uh, insisted that he's the reincarnation of Moses and should be called Moses as well. He had an epiphany, really, that he should become polygamous. And performed illegal marriages in the community. His penis had a had a breakthrough. Rock, rock. Listen to me. Maybe because his wife was pregnant as well. Yeah. So he said all the previous marriages uh, were voided, which obviously upset his then pregnant wife. Um, were they married? They were married legally, weren't they? I think so. Yeah, yeah. that was performed by the church. Okay. So he married all but one of the women who was only oh. there because of her husband insisted on it. Um, I was just she, invited. She was an ugly, I reckon. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. She has such that. bad luck in this story. Oh. That woman? Uh, yeah. Oh. He was only there because of her husband. Is um, it, That's not the one that was in love with Rock? No, no. No. That's another guy. Um, so he also insisted he couldn't do the labour anymore because of his bad health. Um, and so with all um, his... but he's juicing grapefruit juice. <laughs> he should heal himself. He I know. Cured. He healthy. <laughs> um, so with the welfare che- welfare checks from all his wives, the monthly income of the commune was one thousand four hundred Canadian dollars. So that was pretty going pretty well for a month. A month um, for a, a whole month. bunch of people. Yeah. Wow, that's in the sixties. Yeah. Um, they've yeah. joined the dodgy cult. You probably like the dud cult. I'd say it's probably around like what three today. Still, that's bad. For a lot of people, it's not great. But they don't do anything. They weren't doing anything except... They just have to eat. Crushing grapes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it was around this time as well the Jonestown Massacre happened. So there was a bit more of a kind of focus on them. They drank grape juice. So I think he would have ditched (laughs) the grape juice by now. (laughs) But yeah, the... Uh, so Rock volunteered himself for a psychological evaluation um, and he denied being the leader of a cult and things like that. And why did they put these psychos under these psychological evaluations? But did they know back then? I think, they, I think they were starting they to were know. They were building yeah. it up then. Well, they said that there was no proof he was delusional or anything like that. They just let him go back. Of course they did. So when Rock returned to the commune, he evoked sweeping changes. He rejected being a vegetarian. He started eating junk food, drinking heavily, and eating 
Um, he started prostituting out the woman with MS. Oh, he changed it quite a bit. So so he prostituted her out so he could have milk, meat and cheese. Oh, dear. Is this the woman that he wouldn't marry? No, this was the lady with MS. Oh. What's the husband doing? She oh, wasn't this yeah. is the husband. No, wasn't this the husband with the MS that loved him? No, no, that was the lady with leukemia. Oh. Yeah. Why did he prostitute the one with MS? Oh, yeah, because I'm sure there's other ones else. that were healthier. Oh. Who wants to go with someone with MS? Maybe this freaks people out there. No, but seriously, like you can tell someone that's got MS. Well, it depends how like developed like what it is, I guess. Person is like roaming the streets for someone with Natalia, a handicap. People buy flashlights, okay? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they buy what flashlights. Flashlights. What are flashlights? <laughs> oh gosh. Imagine a flashlight, but instead of a bulb on the end. It's like almost like a reconstructed vagina, and you can put your penis in there and have some fun with your flashlight. Okay, what do they call it? A flashlight? Because it looks like, like a, it, it looks like a flashlight, flashlight, but it's like it's got like a vagina inside. Oh, so the the, the long bits where the penis goes. Jeez, oh, <laughs> you're all sickos. Man. <laughs> you asked why. Why? I thought you just said flashlight, oh, oh, okay. but you actually meant flashlight. And I'm like, well, okay, what, what's a flashlight got to do with it? Do MS? you know Glory Holes? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. So your hole is a hole. I've been to Amsterdam. Okay. Um, so the lady who was there because her husband's assistants, uh, insistence, uh, begged to go home, Rock told the man to cut off one of her toes as punishment. Um, the man was quite shocked at the idea of mutilating his wife and Rocky yelled at him, are you a faggot? If you want to be a man, you have to learn how to teach, uh, teach your woman a lesson. That's a bit mean. <laughs> Boy, that, no. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm sure he called the union. <laughs> yeah. The union. Like someone like knew that he was bullying people. Did they report that We're on strike. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to pay right. <laughs> um, so Rock grabs an axe, threatening to cut off all her toes. Um, the husband, in hysterics, cut one of his wife's little toes off, and they stayed at the commune. Mm. So uh, February, but these people, like, come on, you come on. They got low self-esteem. Yeah. They haven't been touched. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's got to be Never more been going touched on. too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, so on February 17th, the day predicted, predicted as the end of the world came and went, and uh, still no one questioned Rock as uh, Rock said that was a difficult matter and only God could predict the end of the world. Oops, got it wrong. <laughs> it's still coming, but I swear. Uh, one of the cult's members' parents obtained a court order to have their daughter tested psychologically and Rock refused police entry. He was arrested for obstruction of justice and was forced to undergo another psychiatric test. Um, While this happened, the commune stayed together and waiting for Rock's return. So I think he was gone for a decent amount of time. And no one decided to leave. They just kind of stayed there. Upon his return... uh, Grape juice is nice. Well, they'd have to go get jobs. That's the other thing. These Mm. people don't work. Like, you just... They're bums. (laughs) Vegan bums. (laughs) Uh, the lady who suffered MS upon Rock's return fell into a coma and died shortly after. Her death was reported as having no signs of foul play, but it was just after he returned, so there's a lot of questions um, about that. 
Uh, this didn't discourage new followers, though, uh, with Guy Veer joining in nineteen in the 1980s. Um, wow, it's got longevity, isn't it? Yeah, so Guy Veer had a previous history of mental issues, including go. depression. Uh, his job within the cult was to look after the animals, which meant the three children who were not fathered by Rock himself. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. So at, the, at this time, there were six children in total. Three were Rocks and three weren't. Um, the number gets up to 26 children. So that's a lot of kids, and most of them were rocks as well. Um, so also his He boy... wasn't using the fleshlight enough, was he? <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> uh, so Rock's older children from his first marriage also um, joined the cult as well. So they oh. left their mum and came... Uh, that's like me. That's like my age. I could be one of his children. So shortly after... Um, We've established that you'd be likely to join a cult and then go shit. And then leave. Yeah, and <laughs> then leave. As long as we've got the leaving bit. Yeah. yeah. So shortly after, um, a baby named Samuel, who was the baby of the lady who got her little toe cut off and was only there because of her husband's insistence. Right. Is it her husband's baby? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is their So he's child. one of the animals. This is yeah. an animal child. So Samuel uh, was crying all night and that kept Guy up and awake. So he became very, very angry. So he picked uh, the baby up by the neck and punched Samuel in the face a dozen times. Who picked – was this Rock? This was Guy. The, the father. The mentally – no. Oh. The one who was there to look after the oh, animal the rock children. Chil- uh, the Rock children. <laughs> the pebbles. <laughs> the pebbles. <laughs> the dirt. <laughs> The scissor children. Did the baby die? Well, if it did, then it should have. I actually hope so because that yeah, – that's mental. Well, Rock discovered what had happened the next morning, seeing something was wrong with the child. He thought best was – the best idea was to circumcise the child. Oh, yeah, because that's going to take – that's just deviating the pain from the head to the penis. So uh, – and, of course, he thought he was the best person to do it. Of course. Because uh, he read a lot of medical oh, books. My so God. Rock, <laughs> Rock used 94% – Ethanol solution as anesthetic and to sterilize the knife. Um, I don't think that's anesthetic. No, but it'll no. sterilize. Yeah. Well. But, like but he also it. pumped it into the baby's stomach. Oh. Are you serious? Yes. So Samuel was found dead the next cool. morning. Uh, do you know what? I'm actually like, thank God. Yeah, because he would have suffered heaps more. 100%. So the mum just kind of kept, like, they found out that their son had died. She just kept working at the commune. And later on, they just, yeah, you can burn the body. Like, it just didn't seem to phase them by this stage. Too deep. You don't want to say, oh, shit. No, you're gone past, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. gone past, oh, shit. Um, so, <laughs> so it's not you, Hannah. <laughs> yeah. You you made it out by, oh, shit. Right. Yeah. Amanda's there going, she's way past, oh, shit. <laughs> she's like, uh-oh. My MS is coming back. <laughs> Amanda keeps working. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> In the snow. <laughs> I wasn't touched as a child. Nobody <laughs> touched me. They touched me now. They must love me. Um, the next six months went on as normal until Rock's anger flared up again. Uh, this time he was angered by Guy himself. Uh, so as any logical cult leader would do, he called a court to judge Ooh. Guy Veer. Uh, he made Samuel's father the judge. His um, first oh, cult wife. Revenge is a bit of sweet. Very unbiased. Yes. So his first cult wife would be the prosecution, and another member was like the defense, and the Ooh. rest of his concubines were the jury. Um, they voted Guy was not guilty by reason of uh, insanity, which oh, is very well, democratic. Well, it's quite true, though, really, isn't it? Well, though. Um, so what, though? I don't care. 
I'm sick of but this. But no, props oh, to insane. them to say that, like, he's mental. So, yeah, he so wasn't what? His. But he would have been. that. He That's true in real life. He was a mental. He was, but you yeah. still go away for life. You still yeah, did no, it. but they didn't have that. They didn't have the normal, like, laws. They kind of just made up their own jury. Yeah, but and I'm judge. like, I'm going, credit where it's due. Yeah, they guess, did give yeah, him the right. That he's so. nuts. So. Well, Rock didn't like this decision. Oh, this kind see? of democratic mm. attitude. So he called for another vote, and this time until we got what he wanted. Like, why doesn't he just say? Oh, what he yeah, wants. it's like so stupid. Well, the vote was, but on. it's seen as being democratic, and yeah. we've all got to say yes. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a cult leader. I'm letting you. Have yeah. A voice. Um. So the vote this time was whether or not to castrate guy. Of the He's ten... obsessed with like touching yeah, people's doodles. Yeah. <laughs> Of the ten jury, only three voted against it. So Rock told Guy that um, this would cure his headaches and the excessive masturbation, which was causing well, Guy it will respiratory cure the excessive masturbation. <laughs> but he'll say uh, so. He was saying Guy was having respiratory difficulties because he masturbated so much. Okay, he was going pretty hard at it. Yeah. He just needed a flashlight. He just needs needed a, a flashlight. Just if a rest. Whole place had a flashlight. He just needed a nap. Um, so he then. Um, asked Guy to sign a letter of consent and he said, you don't need to sign it if you don't want to, but Guy signed the letter uh, and Rock went and fetched his medical medical equipment which consisted of an elastic band, a razor blade, a magnifying glass, tweezers and ethanol. Oh, come on, that's a bit insulting, a magnifying glass. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Get my magnifying glass, Edith. I need to see what I'm doing. Margaret. <laughs> Margaret. So, oh, guys, testicles guy. were – his testicles were just discarded into so a Kleenex. So he just got rid of his testicles. Yeah. So they'll just throw it into a Kleenex. So he can still masturbate. Well, you don't have – you don't have – like your testosterone is made in your balls. Yeah. So you probably won't want to anymore. Yeah. Well, if he did um, it a lot, maybe he still did. So his his scrotum bled for a week, and uh, Rock said that he should make sure that his diet had plenty of iron. Um, and, true, yeah, um, true there. But uh, Rock also thought guys also also look under his like go like that, and you look in there. As well. <laughs> now, your are your balls bleeding you to death? Or? <laughs> let me look in your let, let me look under your eyes. There you go. Oh, that's good. Nice and pink. You're right. <laughs> Keep bleeding. <laughs> so to keep a guy in check, uh, Rock played mind games on him, telling his followers to stab him through the chest and only calling off the attack at the last minute. Um, he said this was like God calling off Abraham, sacrificing Isaac at the last minute. A uh, guy couldn't take this and escaped to the local village uh, where he told him. I can't take it anymore. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Um, so he told them that a baby had died, but he said it had been di- – he. I can't believe he's still alive. I'm sorry. He got his balls cut off and they were all stabbing him. Oh, no. He'd call off the attack just yeah. at the last minute. Because Abraham oh. didn't get, didn't yeah. get oh. stabbed. Didn't stab right. Jacob yeah. or so Isaac. He, he said, oh, the baby died from being kicked by a horse. Um, so the police raided the property and removed uh, seven children to the foster homes. Rock and four followers were charged with criminal negligence – and, like, a few other members were charged with lots of things. The trial for Rock lasted nine months and the rest of the commune moved uh, to town together. Um, he was sentenced uh, to serve concurrent sentences of two years and three years probation. Um, and the cult members actually moved near the prison to be with, like, their leader. Um, I still follow this person. So the police burnt the cabin to kind of get rid of it and it looked like everything was done and over. 
But this is only but like, wait. There's more. There's more. She's only up to page two. No, no. It's not true. <laughs> so Rock was re- released in February 1984 and he just went straight back to his followers. They well, built he only in- served two years, didn't he? Yeah. So they built a- another cabin near the Burnt River in Ontario um, and this is where they earned the n- nickname Anthill Kids as Rock thought they looked like ants working together building the commune back. This time they had a few more luxuries at the cabin, so it was like double story this time Ooh. and they had a little smokehouse and bakery and things like that. Um, they got new uniforms as well. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been, a while. It's been since the 70s they've had yeah. the same uniform. <laughs> so this they time, got shoulder pads. Fluro, fluro, shoulder pads, crimper. <laughs> uh, so at this time there were two male followers Nine female followers, four of which were pregnant uh, with Rock's children, and there were 10 children between the age of 1 to 15. They didn't kind of receive welfare checks this time. Uh, they created special jackets to steal from stores, that had, like extra large pockets, and they generated funds uh, from selling fruit and baked goods to the local <laughs> village. Um, and the local village just thought they were just a little bit weird, but hardworking people, like, and didn't disturb them. As things uh, got better at the commune, uh, Rock became bored and started drinking again. Uh, he tried to get his wives to play against each other, organising nude, no-rules wrestling matches between oh, the women. <laughs> Sometimes he would put one of the men in the circle and get the women to kick him, very handmade tail-like. Oh. Uh, he began getting more aggressive, beating the followers with an axe and a hammer he refused that they go to hospital. He would sometimes urinate on them and force them into analinguists on each other, smearing themselves in each other's feces. Oof, this is stage two. Is that two. what it's called, analinguists? So uh, one time he slushed uh, one of the male uh, followers' jugular with a broken glass and ordered for him to be castrated. This time he remo- removed the whole gland. <sighs> Uh, so 1985, uh, one of the babies Rock had fathered was crying again. He ordered the mother to leave the baby in a wheelbarrow outside in negative 10 degrees Celsius, um, and just over an hour later the baby had died. Rock said that the baby had the mark of evil, and the coroner report came back saying that the baby had died from sudden infant death syndrome and didn't follow it up any further. What the... The fact that the temperature didn't play a part wasn't. Yeah, in they the just said no. Nah, it's SIDS, like, and didn't bother to look it up any further. They must have said that the baby was an outside. But SIDS is just SIDS is just unknown. Yeah, yeah. but surely you'd know if the baby died of hypothermia. Yeah, they um, so probably waited for it to warm up, maybe. put it inside, heat it up Rub a bit. It, yeah, for his followers, um, this kind of treatment like that, he was, like the abuse that they'll give him seemed to have a cathartic effect. <laughs> So Rock not be touched. <laughs> Rock would punish them for their sins, and then they felt cleansed uh, in the in the eyes of God. Um, and Rock would openly cry and beg God to stop using him to deliver the cruel justice of God. So that's how they kind of justified it. Um, it's a bad rap everywhere. Yes, but not everyone kind of felt this way. So the woman who had lost her little toes and her son had died from the fa- failed castration uh, left the commune, taking. Uh, two of her children. Uh, Rock let her leave if the, her eldest daughter, who was nearing puberty stage, uh, to become one of his wives. So <laughs> once this woman sure, was... Sure, she can stay. 
Well, well once she was back in like the real world, um, she tried to get legal custody of her um, eldest daughter. Own child? Yeah, well, because it was like almost like, oh, no, she's staying here of her own free will because she was obviously old enough. But she's like, no, I want to have legal custody. So the authorities kind of went in. Um, and took all the children away from the compound. The authorities told the women they could come uh, with their children without any kind of repercussions, and none of the women spoke and let their children to go with uh, without arguments, which I don't know whether that's like, thank God they'll be in a better place, or they were just so brainwashed by this point. It's like, no, nah, I'm staying with him. So the children later recalled bizarre rituals where Rock would make a blood sacrifice from a goat that one of the children had hand-raised, so... Like, each of the children had a goat that they had to look after and he would just, like, suddenly take it and kill it in front of them. And there was chanting rituals, there was upside-down crosses, there were group sex sex rituals, which the whole family would participate in, including Mm -hmm. the children, uh, Mm -hmm. with Rock's older son raping and molesting some of the children as well. Being told, like, he told his son, this is the proper way you teach sex education to kids. Yeah. Um, So despite, um, like... Despite this, the authorities said, well, it's not enough evidence. Like, oh, it's just like he said versus see shit as she said. I'm sorry, I didn't see the orgy. Yeah. <laughs> I only heard about it. So... I didn't see it. Maybe if I see it. Let me see it with my own eyes. <laughs> um, and, <Perfect. laughs> like, even the previous members were willing to testify him. Like, they just like, no, we don't want to get involved. So it seemed like Rock had charmed the authorities once again. Um, things were they were probably involved in it too. Yeah, probably. So things were still getting worse back at the compound, though. The last male follower was being punished. He was told to walk around with an elastic band wrapped around his scrotum tightly. Um, he wore it overnight and caused damage to his testicle, which you guess it means another castration. Uh, Rock removed the infected testicle and held an iron, a hot iron. Um, over it to uh, seal the wound. Rock, he would want to hold another vote as well, like, should we stone him to death? Stone him. He didn't, he didn't do anything wrong, though. Um, but that was overruled. It's quite a life of Brian, man. Um, and the man ran away, but he later returned once Rock was sober, like, sobered up. He's like, oh, you're sober now, I'll come back. On the night of February 1987, Rock threw a hunting knife um, at Giselle, which was his first kind of cult wife. Not Giselle. Um, which created a wound three inches deep in her thigh, which immediately just began, like, spilling out blood. Rock's response was to go and get another beer and go to sleep. When he awoke two hours later, a clot had formed in her leg um, and had swollen, obviously. So he decided to operate, pressing the leg to cause the wound to reopen, probing it again with a hot iron, pouring a cup of boiling water Onto leg. He's trying to be like hygienic. <laughs> um, so after a week, the wound was infected, and Rock decided to fill the wound with salt, olive oil, oh, and what spruce the hell, and spruce gum. Um, and after her leg healed, she tried to escape, but a few days later, she went back to him again. Oh, silly cow, see? Because she just thought, oh well, this is God's plan for me to be with my husband, so. Uh, the list of torture and procedures grew. It included beating um, one of his wives who were three months pregnant, causing her to miscarry. Uh, he later shot her through the um, shoulder with a gun. He put nipples and arms in vice grips. He forced members to break their own legs with sledgehammers. 
He broke fingers and toes. He extracted teeth that were healthy. He sounds like a nice guy. Amputated. You could have got your tooth fixed if you were there. Hey. Look at the benefits of a cult. Yeah. Free dentist. Free dental plans. <laughs> uh, he hogtied the men and told the women to pull out their pubic hair. Um, he See, s- 70s man. Kind of in too much back then. Yeah, lots of pubic hair. He stuck a hypodermic needle into one of the ladies' backs with an unknown concoction in it. He then twisted the needle so it broke off under her skin. Um, he would hold uh, torches over people, like flame torches, um, over people's genitals until the skin boiled. That's <laughs> The five minutes. <laughs> that was my knob on my shoe. <laughs> it was just an Italian knob. So my shoe knob. <laughs> Like I'm just describing like really horrible torture. I'm just laughing. <laughs> Last round. <laughs> so one time uh, a woman's uterus prolapsed uh, with a protruding three inches oh. outside of her body. Oh, uh, that's nasty. Rock punched her uterus oh, back up. inside. Boom. <laughs> Hey, That's full, not how anatomy works, Natalie. Full and arm up my hoo-ha. <laughs> it's painful. Um, he created a wooden cone and truss to plug everything up. Uh, when this didn't work, he tied a string around it and yanked it out like a loose tooth. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so it'd be that? over a year before the woman received proper medical care. How is she still alive? No. Oh my god, that's so disgusting. She received a, par- a partial oh. hysterectomy at hospital. Man, you'd go, no, take it all out. And it wasn't soon before uh, the next death occurred at the commune. So in the fall of 1988, a female follower named Solange uh, fell ill. Uh, Rock believed it was to do with her liver. It needed to operate. Rock inserted Solange with an enema into her rectum with molasses, oil and water for half an hour. He then pressed and punched her stomach before inserting the enema down her throat and telling everyone to blow and suck on the tube. Rock then made an incision into her right side and pulled out what some say were her intestines. He got another one of the members to sew her back up. He then ordered her to take a warm bath filled with sherry. When this didn't work, he ordered her to take a cold bath. And so she, the opposite. <laughs> she went to bed... Um, and then blood started coming out of her mouth and she died. Oh. To make this even stranger, Rock, um, being very destructive, tried killing himself several times after this. Uh, he then claimed he was overcome by God and Solange's death was actually a, res- a reverse birth. So her spirit was inside of him, or as he put it, he was pregnant with her. Rock convinced someone at the church to perform a post-mortem marriage between Solange and himself. Um, this person threw in a, like a free um, audition, like he was now king of like this area. Um, Solange had just been buried. Um, My only sale. So she'd just been buried, but Rock insisted she be exhumed twice. Upon the second time, he instructed one of his followers to drill a hole into her skull. He masturbated oh, into the hole and did. convinced that his seed would resurrect her. Um, when that didn't work, what a weirdo. They burnt her body, um, and he kept some of the bones, and he kept them in like this really creepy jar, and he'd masturbate into it to try and revive her. With that death, the group. So he was quite um quite hooked on Solange. I think so. Solange. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
This is kind of where the group nearly comes to an end as well. Oh, so nearly? In, yeah. <laughs> in 1989, Rock became drunk uh, and, like, very aggressive, so several members uh, fled and hid into the bush. Uh, one member who didn't flee was Gabrielle, uh, a follower. So she'd been with him since, like, back in the Seventh-day Adventist days, um, and she'd already less lost, like, one of her fingers, like, half of her one of her fingers. So Rock remembered she had a stiff pinky from losing one of her fingers. Uh, he told her to put her hand on the table, like, kind of like that, and instead of inspecting her hand to try and cure it, he grabbed a hunting knife and just stabbed it straight through her hand, pinning her to the table. These people are all idiots. Like, I don't even feel sorry for people. No, not when you go back. But he's it's like just crazy and, like, none of his operations are successful. And are these people on drugs? Yeah, I'd say so. Well, he's drinking heavily. Yeah. Yeah, but these other women to Come like on, go. Man, you can't be like that stupid. You can't sober. You can't. Well, um, Gabriel was always in that second kind of unfavorable group. Oh, so she wanted to be in the top group. Yeah, she always just wanted to be loved and everything Touched. like that. Yeah, <laughs> just she got, to be touched. She got a knife through the hands. So... She wants to make it up to the A group. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. He put the knife through her hand and she was just kind of pinned there. Rock left the room and returned 45 minutes later to find her arm was blue. He grabbed a carpet knife, uh, which is like a special kind of weird knife. So he got a carpet knife and began whistling her arm away like it was a piece of wood, like bit by bit, until he reached uh, down to the bone all the way around her arm. He then picked up a dull meat cleaver. Um, He missed the first time. But he completely amputated her arm on the second time. Uh, so after this, obviously, she tried fleeing into the woods, but she found insects had laid eggs into her womb. Oh, my God. Okay. So, yes, she returned to the, the cabin okay. with Rock um, and still wanting – so he's still want- – She wanted to be in the top group. So when she returned, Rock's like, okay, I'm going to fix up your arm and everything like that. So he grabbed a piece of metal from an old junk car, heated it up, and pressed it against the stump. Where... Yeah, but what about the bugs? Well, they just care. die, like, with the heat. Um, so she escaped the second and final time. Oh, so she only went back for healing. Yeah, because oh. she realised she couldn't make it the first time because it was getting infected and everything. So she's like, I have to return. Oh. Um, well, she... they're not in a remote area, are they? They were pretty remote. So the town, like, the central town was already fairly remote and then where they were up in the mountains was, like, again, even really outside of that. Um, so this time she made it to a hospital um, and she made up, like, this cover story, like, about no. a missing arm. Like, no, don't you know where my arm I just, is. I just I dropped forgot. it. <laughs> I dropped it on the way. <laughs> um, the police were called um, and Gabriel just decided to tell them God. everything. Um, so when the police arrived at the cabin, it was deserted and Rock went on the run for six weeks. Um, when he was captured, three of his wife had actually stayed with him along with two babies and the rest of the community disbanded and returned to their families. Like they just like, okay, we want to just go back to normal life. Wow. Everyone pleaded guilty to charges against them um, and Rock was originally uh, received 12 years for the amputation of Gabriel. Which was which he only got two years before for murdering yeah. Someone else. Uh, it was two years for, like, negligence or whatever because right. they couldn't okay. prove. The 12 years was reduced to 10 because he had shown genuine remorse. Of course. Um, Rock avoid, avoided a charge of first-degree murder because 
of the lack of evidence. He, ha- he, however, took a plea deal, plead guilty to second degree murder if no other charges were brought against him. Uh, so in 1993, Rock. Um, Man, this guy's going, going generational. Yeah. <laughs> He's like forever. So he, he was sentenced to life in prison, um, being eligible for parole in 1999, but it was denied. 99? So uh, his three wives remained devoted to him during this time and some were um, still, like, conceiving children while he was in oh. prison. So I, I'm not too sure where the 26 children were before this or afterwards, but all of his children end up being split across foster homes. Um, and in 2011, uh, Rock was shanked and killed by his cellmate, Matthew oh McDonald, God. when he kind of asked why uh, McDonald said he was just a piece of shit. True. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Matthew, uh, he was already kind of serving a life sentence anyway. Nothing so, to lose. Yeah, he had nothing to lose. Prison staff uh, spoke very highly of Rock and saying he was very charismatic. Mm. Of course they did. So that is the Ant Hill Kids, and just really... probably the worst one you've ever told. Yeah, I would like as I was going into it, I'm like, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And I thought, like, okay, he's gone to prison. Then he's back out there and getting worse and worse and worse. So that's a carpet knife. And this are two of his sons that appeared on some talk show as well. I can't believe no one's heard of that. I told you it'd make Jonestown look like Sesame Street, actually. How come the sons convicted of anything? I'm not too sure if they did. Like, it seems like everyone said, oh, yeah, we took part in the amputation or we did other things, but they got much, much lesser charges. Mm. Um, and I couldn't really find, like... So he only got 10 years, but he was killed in jail anyway. He got 10 years for the amputation, but then he got a life sentence for oh. um, second-degree murder. Right. Because they said first-degree murder we can't do because we don't have enough evidence. Right. So... Um, but then he was shanked. Well, I think you got the worst of the worst when it comes to cults. There you go. What do we learn? Touch your babies. <laughs> um, in a nice way? In an appropriate way. That's right. Well, I'm a sh- that's like a given because if you're not touching them in the right way, you're probably in a cult. <sighs> well, well, that was yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, well, we have to draw <laughs> out. Sorry, it reads a bit low. I mean, we did <laughs> yeah. just talk about some pretty bad stuff. And I cut out, like, some of those details. Like, there was more and more pages of, like, everything that happened, like, every account. Um, there is a good book called Savage Messiah. Yeah, I'm not wow, reading no. that book. By poor Kay- Kayla and Ross Lava, which is why we have all this information. And I think they worked with um, Gabrielle, the lady who got her M- um, amputated. Um, and she seems to be doing a lot of press coverage for it. So she's been in documentaries and everything like that. Um, it's and- almost so bad I don't believe it. Like, it's so – like, I just don't – like, how can people do that? Well, I was quite shocked when I was watching the documentary. Like, here's this, like, can- French-Canadian and she's, like, speaking, like, you know, it's almost like cooking class. Like, he picked up the knife and then he did this. And I was like, okay, where is this going? And then they just show, like, a video of her walking through a garden and she's just got a fake arm and hook. And you're like, what the hell happened? Oh, I think one out. everyone. And, and it's Rock Will Conviction. Woohoo! Ooh. Hosted by Natalia and Hannah. And Amanda's bringing the facts to us. Yeah. I won't be as depressing. There's a time limit on facts. There is. Short and sweet facts are. One page. I know. Hannah broke that. Amanda, you could break off into your own podcast. Like, I felt that you needed all that information. Well, yeah, you kind of did. 
All right, I'm going to go home for dinner. Okay. I'm very hungry. Good idea. See you, everyone. Ciao. Bye, Dana. Um, <laughs> you know she's listening. She is listening. Did you enjoy this episode? To help support How Not to Die, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you're feeling extra generous, you can also donate to our coffee account. That's K-O-F-I, How Not to Die podcast. Thanks for listening.